what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started talking. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the time they care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks don't on look power. Status. Let's discuss. Hey guys. How are you guys doing? Um, new episode, finally, after a long time. Um, episode 16, Compensation and Pension Exam. Um, little bit details about that. So... After you have applied for VA service-connected uh, disability compensation, you will eventually receive a phone call or a letter from VA asking you to come to a, a CNP exam or compensation and pension exam. And um, if you have several disabilities, expect a couple letters to come and um, you'll be asked uh, to report and go to those CNP exams. And this is a normal and uh, routine request in uh, California, most likely it's going to be QTC or MSLA. In other states, uh, it might be different uh, organizations slash providers. So the main question, what can you expect at your CNP exams and what kind of hints we can uh, give you in addition to those that you already heard from us? So let's, uh, let's make a small overview about CNP exam. So yeah. What is that, John? So compensation and pension examinations is a very important and nearly universal step in the process in obtaining your benefits from the VA. Initial examination requests are typically initiated by the VA after the veteran files an application uh, with the Veterans Benefit Administration. All pertinent evidence has been obtained and now they're trying to figure out where you fall under their skills. So the application at minimum requires a veteran to submit evidence of a disability or the disabilities and to indicate how, how it or they may be connected to your military service. There are several ways to do it and to establish uh, service connectedness, the most common being to prove one of the following. Number one, the injury or disease resulting in a disability was incurred uh, coincide with the uh, service of the armed forces. A pre-existing injury or disease was aggravated by um, active service. A presumptive service connection was established by VA law, so what we're talking about is a lot of like Agent Orange, that's really a common one, undiagnosed golf illnesses, things like that, or a condition that re uh, occurred or resulted from an injury or disease that was incurred during time of service, whether it was mil uh, wartime or not. After the application is received from the VBA, re uh, the, re the VBA reviews it for its completeness and is it reasonable under the so-called uh, duty to assist to help a claimant out who files a substantially complete application of obtaining the evidence to substantiate his or her claim before making a decision on the claim. So the VA wants to see if you're being truthful or not. 
-hmm. before they're going to dig too deep into it. Once all the relevant evidence has been uh, collected and all of the requested and available information has been received, depending on the conditions that have been identified from the VBA and the uh, veteran service representative or rating veteran service representative, will indicate that the veteran's health uh, will request that the Veterans Health Administration set up and conduct one or more of the examinations for those disabilities. These examinations will be conducted either by staff clinicians or by contracted health professionals, depending on the facility use and the need, of, need for specialists. So definitely around California, that's where you start seeing QTC and MSLA. Mm -hmm. uh, the examinations may also be conducted in other circumstances. This is, these include when it's required by regulations. It's necessary to resolve an uncertainty related to a diagnosis. There is a need to establish a nexus between an already diagnosed condition and military service. Uh, a veteran who has a disability that has already been established and is being service connected indicates that this disability has worsened or that the level of disability rating does not accurately reflect his or her condition or it requires as part of an adjudication to resolve a compensated related issue? Um, most likely it's the first time um, you'll be referred to uh, an outside uh, organization from VA, uh, QTC MSLA for California, other organizations for private organizations for other states who will actually go through VA checklist and uh, uh, check you for those conditions that actually VA wants uh, them to diagnose you. Or sometimes you might be uh, going to a special uh, you know, section of uh, VA at VA facility where uh, some of VA doctors would uh, conduct and examine you. That's possible as well. Yeah. How do you know? You'll have information in the letter. Yeah, yeah, you'll get a random letter in the mail, a few pages thick, saying you need to be here at this time, and don't miss it. Don't ever try to reschedule these exams, or you're too busy, or anything like that, because you could slow down your claim, or you might get denied. What happens at the compensation and pension exam? So, I got my letter, I'm uh, dressed up, somebody's driving me, and um, yeah, I'm, uh, so, I want to show up, so what should I do? What, what's one, going? one, I always tell my guys to take your medical records with you, especially the things you think are important. Most of the time, they don't want you to take medical records with you or they don't want to look at them. But I say take them with you anyways just to be safe. But the main thing what's going on is the comp and pension uh, exam is a doctor's appointment where your disabilities get evaluated. Usually this exam is conducted at a VA hospital or a clinic. The doctor writes a report which goes back to the VA regional office where you submit your application for benefits. And uh, actually when you get to that CNP exam, let's say uh, you're going for tinnitus or you get for arthritis, you can uh, Google and look online for actually a list of uh, questions or a checklist from VA. What most likely doctor are gonna ask you, and it doesn't matter if it's VA doctor or if it's a private provider. Most likely they're gonna follow that VA um, um, checklist. Yeah. So at least you know what they're gonna ask you. So when you go to your exam, it will be different from a regular doctor who visits because you 
you won't get prescribed any medication or given any medical treatment. It's literally just seeing what's going on. If you have a mental health disability, the doctor will ask you questions and have, have you explain your symptoms. You might, uh, might be asked to complete some psychological test, but don't worry about it. The test is routine. It's just part of the exam. If you have a physical disability, the doctor will examine you, ask questions, and if necessary, perform medical tests. So that's when you're bending, turning, seeing, seeing your range of motion, things like that. Yeah, but also, as a good hint, uh, before you go to the doctor, try to Google and find that VA checklist. Uh, it's not going to be 100% what you're going to get, but at least it will give you uh, an idea of uh, what you'll like what question you'll be asked yeah and so try to prepare yourself the best you can so um enough been said about not missing your uh uh cnp appointment but i got a question who actually schedules that cnp exam you said vba but how does it happen the va medical center is responsible for sending a cnp notice to you with the date and time of your appointment after you apply for benefits, make sure that the VA Medical Center where you go for treatment has your current address and phone number. Otherwise, you might not get the notice of the exam, and if you don't show up, you may not be able to get it rescheduled. Your benefits may get denied as a result, or you may wait several months for another exam to get scheduled, like he was saying. And it may not be worth waiting another six months for a tinnitus test. Yeah, maybe you moved, maybe you changed your phone number, they can teach you, they send you a letter. And, uh, but the exam was already scheduled, so you didn't get a letter, exam date passed. Um, I understand it's not of your fault, but somehow you missed it. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're not blown out of the water completely, but it's going to take more time than what you were hoping for. Mm -hmm. But what, what happens is the, the VA hospital and the clinics use one computer system. The VA regional offices use another. And so the two systems are separate, so VBA and VA Medical do not talk to each other as well as people might think or what we want to believe. So always make sure that both your medical provider and the VBA who's going to be dealing with your claim has your new address, has your phone number, otherwise you might miss it. Make certain that the VA Medical Center has your current address and telephone number when the regional office decides to make that exam. It alerts the VA hospital or the VA clinic where the exam will take place to notify you of the exam. The hospital or clinic generally retrieves your address and telephone number from its own computer system, not from the regional system. If you fail to show up for the exam, you may or may not be able to get it rescheduled by calling the compensation and pension unit at the VA hospital or VA clinic. The unit's telephone number is usually listed in the letter notifying you of the appointment, so that's another reason you might want to keep your address current. I would say if you live not too far away from a VA hospital, uh, normally um, uh, uh, those people who schedule CNP exams are somehow related. Uh, they are on the first floor, most likely joined with the financial service and uh, transportation facility or transportation people. So you can go there and uh, ask uh, questions uh, there. Yeah. That's how I got help to reschedule my CNP exam because I couldn't get it down through the phone. <laughs> yeah, the one the 1-800 number sometimes is a little hard to get through. But it, 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 it can be done, uh, but I just got confused, that's why. Yeah. But yeah, either way it works and whatever you got to do to reschedule it, go for it. Um, if the CNP unit 
is able to is unable to reschedule the, the exam, then try to contact the regional office, but be prepared for several months wait before you get a new appointment date. In some cases, the VA will just deny your claim, your claim because you didn't report for the exam. If this happens, it could take it could be many months, occasionally some years, before the exam is rescheduled. And so, an important note: you're the only person who receives notice for this exam. As you uh, receive the, as soon as you receive that letter, or a telephone call, be sure to tell your representative or attorney. Here, he or she may want to talk with you before that exam to help build your records or whatever you got to do to have better odds. Yeah. Um, so uh, once your CNP is scheduled, if you are expecting a couple CNP exams, and let's say you just got one letter from, like, let's say for California, you got a letter from MSLA that uh, there is an exam that is scheduled for you, but you have that feeling in the gut that there might be more exams scheduled, most likely it's going to be from the same provider, so you can always ask uh, MSLA uh, representative if they have any other exams for you scheduled on file. And they will be more uh, than happy to tell you, even though that you don't have documents on hand yet. So, as been said, when you order to attend CNP exam, you must attend. Um, and failure to show up is likely to terminate your application for benefits. It's not that bad, but that's uh, what can happen. Uh, or it can um, delay your application also significantly for, I think in general, it's probably like two months. It's not like it's six months for everybody. It's, I would say maybe two months. Yeah, and it all depends months. on where you live. You know, here in California, there's a lot of vets, so then you get kind of pushed back at the end of the line. Some, you, some other states that may not have a lot of claims going through, it might be easier to reschedule it. Yeah. All depends. Even though that uh, you can uh, reschedule, I would say don't reschedule. If it's inconvenient for you to come on this or that day, unless something like, big happens, I would say go. Um, yeah, sometimes there's weird ones where the VA sends you to a doctor's appointment and it's 150 miles away from your house. That's understandable. No one's expecting you to be there. Like, just call them and let them know and see if they could try to do something closer for you. It still might delay your claim. They still might try to give you a little bit of hassle for it. But at least you could bring it up because every once in a while you'll see like my World War II guys, my Korean vets, and they got some some QTC or MSLA exam that's incredibly far away for anybody, let alone somebody who's 80, 90 years old. So just let the VA know what's going on and keep them in the loop. Okay, let's touch a little bit what to bring to exam and why. So you said that I should probably take my uh, medical file, C file, or my whole medical yeah, um, any, especially for whatever that condition is, so say they're going to talk to you about your tinnitus, the ringing in the ears, then bring in any of the records you have showing that you have tinnitus, that you worked on flight lines, that you're around loud noises, so whatever's in your medical file, especially when you're first in service, you know, we take a lot of hearing tests, so there should be a history of showing that that hearing got a little bit worse, and so that could help you out. Your MOS could help you out too, especially if you're working on flight lines, you're, you know, doing demolition or doing something wild. And what you're trying to do is just kind of support yourself, but a lot of the times they may not even want to look at it, but it'll be there to protect you. Because if there's a document that's uh, crucial to your claim, 
you want to bring it with you because most of the time the regional office uh, will forward that C file to the doctor, but sometimes they don't, or sometimes that doctor just simply didn't have time to read it, and that might blow you out of the water. Yeah, if you hear something, I don't know why uh, you've been sent here, at least you have some proof in your hands. Yeah. What's going on? So some, anything can happen. Yeah, and every once in a while you do hear a lot of veterans complain about the QTC and MSLA portion of the, the claims process. And it's usually because either the doctor's a little confused or a little off, or the veteran's a little confused or a little off, and the unpreparedness of either one of those groups could change the outcome. Yeah, um, also some uh, support documents that you might have uh, maybe you didn't have time to send them to VA or to your regional office and those documents would support your uh, claim or you have some treatment records from your private doctor, that might help as well. I would say most likely 90%, like 9%, 9 out of 10 times, doctor uh, uh, at CNP exam won't look at it. He most likely will tell you, I don't need it, I have everything, don't worry about that. But if you still feel like that it's important, still show it to him, or at least you can give it to him and he can forward it to VA. But your best bet actually is to send those uh, support documents, even though that you got them later, to VA. Definitely. You want to get those records in as soon as possible. And especially if you're at that CMP exam, that's when you're getting close to that last stage before they make a decision. So make sure that stuff gets in there. Yeah. Maybe uh, like when you show up in CMP exam and you forgot why you're there, you have your records, you look at them and here you go. Yeah. That's why I'm here. So how do I get ready for the exam? Yeah. So don't be shy. Open up and if you don't say it, the doctor won't report it. So. The regional office won't know about it and they won't understand what's going on. So most compensation and pension examinations are routine. You go in, you see the doctor, you leave, but there's no question that other CMP exams are more difficult. For example, if you claim if your claim is for PTSD, you'll be asked to sit down with a stranger, the CMP doctor, to talk about events that you may not even wish to think about. It may help to keep in mind that you won't be talking to the to a man on the street or some random guy, you'll be talking to a professional, someone who understands PTSD and may well have uh, treated many veterans suffering from PTSD. Even if you expect that your exam will be routine, it's normal to be anxious before to be you know anxious beforehand because it's just our nature. It's only a doctor's appointment, but it's also a new experience and there's income at stake. So of course you know there's a little bit of uncertainty in the air. And uh, some of those exams can be uncomfortable, and uh, it's not that they're supposed to be uncomfortable, it's just the nature of the exam. And if you don't feel comfortable talking about those episodes for PTSD or uh, something like that, but you have to, uh, just talk to your friend or to your wife before you go and tell that stuff to the doctor. Or uh, can do like myself, you can write everything on the paper and just... Uh, Read it before you go to CMP exam and just tell uh, whatever is your story. So, but it might be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, a couple more tips of on uh, 
what to do. So be on time or a little bit early before your exam. Um, be polite, you know, yelling at these at these uh, examiners for injustices you might perceive won't do you nothing but alienate, and so it's not going to help you at all. Yeah, don't curse. Um, so keep your um, keep your bad words to yourself, and uh, probably uh, if you think it's something. Uh, what doctor says doesn't apply to you, you can say to VA later uh, because he is just there going through the checklist. And so if you don't know what's on his checklist, you might be uh, uh, questioning yourself, like why he's asking me all those questions. Yeah. You're probably like, um, I don't know, uh, client number 10 today or like client number 25. Uh, and nothing against you so he probably won't even remember your name after you close the door but he got to go through those questions yeah and keep in mind he is here to judge you it's their job to judge you that's why you're there and it's to try to be adjudicated fairly and so try to keep in mind how do you want this guy to remember you as you know that scary veteran or do you want somebody who's looking for help and trying to explain what happened to him because sometimes these outside doctors are not vets, so they don't really understand where you're coming from. So if you're cussing, them at, cussing at them, throwing a bunch of acronyms at them, they may not understand. And so you might not get a claim that's judged fairly. But if you're straight to the point and you're just trying to be as respectful as possible and understand they're under stress too, you'll probably have better odds. Yeah. Uh, if you... Um... A TNP exam for fungus infection, you don't have to talk about alcohol or drug-related issues because it doesn't apply. And uh, the same goes to other TNP exams. If something doesn't apply to that exam, don't waste doctor's time because that time you could be actually telling your story and uh, giving the information to the doctor so he can fill out the questionnaire because eventually he don't have two hours for you most likely maybe like 30 minutes an hour and uh, at the most and some CNP exams maybe like 10-15 minutes yeah. so like when you, when you start talking about uh, unrelated stuff then you'll have two minutes to talk or like five minutes at the end to talk about the issue actually why you came there to the exam yeah so don't talk about VA horror stories or waste your time about how the VA has been negative or anything like that Talk about what you're there for, why is it due to your service, and use the records you got to back yourself up. Yeah, answer all the questions to the best of your ability. If you don't know something, just say no. So don't try to, you know, in, remember something that never happened or just uh, embellish or... Yeah, use your imagination. No, yeah. if you don't know, that's no. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh... In general, this uh, questionnaire is straightforward. So yeah, so try to be honest. You know, you don't need to embellish or blow the things up bigger than what you think they are. Just the facts. You know, because they're going to look at your unit records. They're going to look at your medical records and see how these tie in together. You may run into someone who. Uh, checks these stories out and if possible have letters from people 
that you served with, so like unit uh, diary copies of incidents that occurred during your time in space, and letters from family members. Family member letters usually don't add a lot of weight to your case because families are there to support you and the examiners understand that. But at least it gives that examiner a, a basic idea of what's going on with your life behind closed doors. Because, you know, most of us, when you're out in public, when you're at work, it's a completely different person than when you're at home. And that's just the reality of how we live. So let that guy understand what's going on with you when you're at home. Yeah. And try to understand what each CP, CNP exam is about. Uh, so if it's uh, for PTSD or mental disorders, just pick up uh, this story or the uh, moment in your military career that would uh, actually describe uh, your uh, state of mind or how, how that incident affected you at the most. So something that was like really horrible happened to you or something that actually uh, happened to you during the military service that affected you the most. So if uh, you had a 30 years uh, career, most likely you'll have uh, 30 years of uh, stories to tell. But pick up uh, maybe four or five uh, and then um, tell them all to your wife or to your friend and ask him to pick up, uh, you know, the most important one and then maybe a couple more to back up. Because as we said, so examiner doesn't have uh, the whole day to listen to you. So pick up one story, back it up with a couple more stories and have all the documents ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are uh, basic tips and uh, doctors are human the same way as we are and they uh, have empathy. So the way you present yourself, the way he might judge you, even though that he uh, have, has to follow um, uh, questionnaire or he has to ask you specific questions. So just be nice is the same way like you're supposed to be nice to everybody. Yeah. You get more with sugar than you do with salt. <laughs> right. Uh, so after exam, tell your uh, representative, might be a BSO attorney or like any other veteran organization, how it went. And then uh, just wait, wait yeah. for results. Yeah. You did the best you can, you submitted all your evidence, and let the rest roll. Yeah, life goes on, just wait. It's all about wait, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole, the whole hurry up and wait still exists very well. Yeah. So, how to answer questions at the exam? Of course, be honest, straightforward about your question, uh, about, uh, uh, about questions. Don't exaggerate your symptoms but don't diminish them either. Yeah, and I think that's a big problem with a lot of us is we kind of downplay what we do and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And that's where you kind of get screwed when it comes to these exams. You want to let them know how it really is. And so don't be shy about it. Most of us really kind of say, give it to the next guy, give it to the guy who did more than me. But it's because of you that anybody's getting anything. So don't diminish your own stories or diminish your own service. 
tell them what happened, be honest with it, and you should do all right. Yeah. Explain to the doctor exactly how symptoms impact your life. Uh, so pretty much you tell him what happened. Uh, tell him about the pain or whatever you feel, maybe happiness. And uh, how does it impact your life uh, nowadays? So those three elements. Um, so, okay, when it's done, what's, what's going on afterward? afterwards? Who reviews my records? Yeah, so once you get done with the medical exam, that's pretty much your last stage of anything that the VA needs from you. And so now what happens is the doctor is supposed to review your records. So the VA is supposed to send a copy of your claim file to the doctor in advance of the exam. This is because for a CMP exam to be considered adequate, the doctor is required to review the documents that you've submitted. A guide for veterans uh, facing QTC exams. Yeah, if you want to be a little bit psycho, <laughs> you can go into those hints as well. Uh, uh, when you're facing or when you're at CNP exam, before actually doctor reviews uh, your record. Yeah. So you can get a, a full name of the doctor who examines you. Um, Their business card, anything just in case, you know, to kind of show you were there. And just in case anything kind of comes up funny. Yeah, you can um, Google. Uh, don't um, look at those guys on Facebook. Don't try to friend them. It's not uh, impolite, unprofessional, not correct. But you can actually figure out by doing that if they are certified to do those exams. What actually, of course they're certified. But I mean, what kind of uh, specialties the uh, doctors in? Right. Because, uh, like, mental illnesses can be uh, uh, a vague, uh, could have a vague uh, number of symptoms. So the doctor might be a, a specialist in a PTSD or, like, in some, you know, specific illnesses. Um, yeah, so when you got, once you got all that information, at least you'll uh, know a little bit better what to expect. Yeah, because now after that exam, that examiner is going to smash everything together and give it to the VBA. And that's when you're, they're going to see where you fall under their skills. So let's say uh, like after exam, doctor reviews my uh, medical record. He sends a report or whatever he finds. Uh, what happens if I found a new document, a new evidence? So You could still submit it. Um, if you have new documents that you haven't sent to the VA yet, or documents that you have uh, that you haven't submitted in the prior month, be sure to bring those copies for the doctor, because they won't be in your claim folder yet. Also, bring a copy of any documents that you think is important to your disability claim, but keep it simple. Doctors don't want to; they don't have the time to review too many pages of documents. So, anything that shows you're diagnosed, a doctor's letter saying I believe it's due to your service things like that, DBQ forms, let them see those at the very least or make sure that it gets in, in your claim file. But even after your uh, C&P exam, if you have those new records, make sure they get into your file before the VA actually makes a decision. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, 
also um, like you are listening to our advices that we are giving you on the podcast uh, it's uh, not better or worse than any other advice that you might find on the internet and get from your friends uh, judge for yourself but as a hint also be aware of some advices that you might find on internet yeah be aware that there it's advice it's not and there's really no absolution to any of this they're just it's just advice so if there's anything we're saying that helps you out cool if there's another group that you're looking at online and they're they have a couple ideas that you think will help you out use them too but be aware that it's advice yeah be real uh, if you find an advice that uh uh, become a homeless for I don't know two five months or maybe a year before your claim go through just be homeless and greet your doctor in front of VA facility uh, in a you know old uh, crappy clothes probably it's not a good advice yeah uh, just somebody tells you don't brush your teeth when you go to dental exam <laughs> just uh, don't take it as a literally because it might be a stupid advice <laughs> yeah and yeah acting like you have a disability or acting like you have something looks like acting it doesn't look real mm-hmm. and so be honest with what's going on if you act like it it looks false then that that examiner is going to feel that it's false and you're probably not going to go anywhere yeah um on the other hand if uh during the exam um, if it's the first time you tell your story to uh, to an examiner and somehow you become stressful and uh, it just uh, overwhelms you and you don't feel comfortable don't forget that there is a veteran crisis line that you can call um, 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 and they'll also offer support through chat or text or you could send the text message to 838-255 or the war veterans call center which is 1-800 or 1877 war vets which is which is 1877-927-8387 which is run by the vet center program specifically for combat vets and MST survivors so especially around California around here in Los Angeles there's definitely a lot of vet centers and they definitely help out with trying to take some of that stress off you guys. Yeah. Um, if you have somebody, bring somebody with you. Yeah. So it's probably the best advice and let them handle. Yeah, <laughs> let, let them drive you home. Yeah. Um, so Be advised that CNP examiners or those doctors, they do not make decision about your claim. It, they play a significant role in uh, how your uh, claim would be decided, but they're not the ones that actually uh, put the check mark against your claim to go through. It's just one of the processes that you got to accomplish. Yeah. So um, there is actually a team, we covered that uh, subject in the previous podcast, which is called the Rating Veteran Service, uh, I believe, department, who actually uh, rate your claim 
and who actually uh, sees how your claim go through uh, through different processes. So going to CNP exam is just one of those processes. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to be rated by the VA. Yep. So uh, don't ask CNP examiner for any medications or any advice how you should uh, uh, go with medication or with your treatment or what is the treatment plan. He might advise. His job is just to uh, evaluate you and go through the questionnaire as of today. As of tomorrow, it's VA, who is your treating facility. Yeah. Uh, so, if the VA didn't send the doctor your records, that's where uh, Joel's advice come into play. Bring your records with you. Even though it's one out of ten times that you actually uh, would need it. Yeah. One time I had to do it for myself and I had records to back myself up. And thankfully that doctor looked at them, but they didn't see it in their, in their file. So that's one reason I always tell people to take your, your records with you. Yeah, and uh, since uh, it's not easy to reschedule or get a new appointment, it's better to have uh, those records on you, even though if you don't use them, or doctor never asks for them, yeah. or they don't want to look at it. Yeah, better be safe than sorry. Yeah. So, as we said, the doctor will write a report after the exam and send it to uh, VA, and that's it. That's his job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, VA regional office will uh, take care uh, of your uh, claim from the time that he sends the report, and they will proceed to uh, another step in order for your claim to be adjudicated. But I would say the CNP exam probably, uh, I would say it's fairly, no, it's probably more than 50%, uh, uh, 50 percent of the job that needs to be done in order for your claim to be decided. Definitely, yeah, I agree. I think it's one of the bigger steps in the whole process. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for compensation and uh, pension exam and uh, tips. And uh, I don't know, Joe, if you have any uh, oh. suggestion about the book, great movie, of stuff to do. I seen Doctor Strange the other day, and that was well. Also, um, for the movies, I can recommend a good documentary, uh, direct order documentary. Uh, it's about a soldier who was uh, ordered to take an anthrax vaccine and uh, he got a brain damage after that. Oh, so, wow. to end up, so a uh, quote or words of wisdom of the day, what do you got, Joe? One of the key problems today is that politics is such a disgrace. Good people don't go into government. Uh, Donald Trump. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's it, folks. Th thanks for listening. Um, until next time. Over and out.